was trying to clear my sinuses. You know how it be. Oh, yes, I do. Um, I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph, and this is Saturday Night High. The podcast where we both get very high and talk about Saturday Night Live. And tonight we are talking about Season 47, Episode 2, which aired last night. Yes, and that was Saturday, October 9th, 2021. And this was hosted by Kim Kardashian West. I did not realize that she kept the West until last night. Um, I guess it's just because I don't really care in general, but you know, good for her. Um, okay. So like, I am not a fan of the Kardashians. I'm not like a keep up with the Kardashians kind of girl. That being said, I will admit to having watched some of their shows because when you're having a bad day anyway, no, but I did know that she kept the Kim Kardashian West, uh, because she made some statement however many weeks ago that was like, you know what? This is my kid's name. And we're getting divorced, but I want my kids to have my name and their name. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. She had a reason for it. And I was like, well, that's your choice. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like Um, feminism, letting women do what they want. And if she wants to keep that, good for her. Yeah, that's good for her. The musical guest was Halsey. (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. And Halsey also brought a musical guest Lindsay Buckingham. Oh my god. I was sitting on the couch and I was like, huh. Did they just say Lindsay? Wait, what? And like, yeah. okay. Like, I was so shocked because that was the last person I fucking expected Halsey to have as like a backing guitarist. That being said, fuck yeah. You know what? The man almost died. So I am happy to see him on the stage again and my Fleetwood Mac opinions aside, good. I, I'm happy he's alive. I'm very fucking high. I've been smoking for like an hour just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I got off the train and had a blunt. Um, so I'm very high right now, feeling very good. Um, yeah, it was great to see Lindsay Buckingham up there with a kind of witchy woman, if you will. So Halsey, yeah, I didn't really keep up with her since she came out with her like album Badlands. I was into that for like two weeks. It was good, great two weeks. Um, her mo- her most recent album, I listened to that, and I listened to Halsey's new album today, and it's something about if I can't have. Uh, yeah, it's like if I can't have love. I Can want I have power. power instead, or some, some yeah, like that. yeah. On HBO <laughs> if I can't Max, have love, see it? or is it HBO Max? Is it? Oh my god! <laughs> I haven't watched anything. I've just listened to the album. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, anyway, this is gonna be the world's longest episode ever. We're at 200 bars, and we haven't even gotten to the fucking cold open. So, yeah. So, C-SPAN, um, Mikey Day. I did appreciate that it opened. With it was like you're watching C-SPAN on Saturday night. Wow, I was like, "Yep, that." I mean, that is an accurate opening. We had Mikey Day as Senator Blumenthal. Uh, what's it, Richard Blumenthal? I honestly can't fucking remember any of these. Cecily Strong we had as Diane Feinstein. Heidi Gardner as the Facebook whistleblower. Kyle Mooney is like. A politician. I Kyle Mooney was all over this episode, but like in wigs, and that is not normally a Kyle Mooney thing. Like normally he's just himself in weird cut for time sketches. So seeing him he portray was very poli- oddball. Yeah, seeing him portray so many different characters and different like costumes and shit, it was I liked it. I wish he'd made that switch a couple of years ago. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Um, I really liked him in that sort of bachelorette sketch later on. Yeah. Yeah, that I again I thought he was gonna be playing himself, but he was not. Um yeah. it was basically just old senators not understanding tech. And we had Aidy Bryant as Ted Cruz, and she's like, There are groups. These was it were they, they were talking about finstas and it was basically just old senators not understanding tech right yeah i saw that it was really painful 
Yeah, it really was. It was so bad. Um, Ted, and she's like, there's this group called Ted Cruz Sucks. And um, uh, Heidi Gardner, as the whistleblower, said something to the effect of, well, that's an opinion. She's like, well, that's an opinion. Something about more than just one person's opinion. And I laughed real hard at that. Yeah. um, They also had a line about Ted Cruz um, looking like the Zodiac Killer, haha, because he was, that was this week, right? That they figured out who it was. It was this past week. Maybe they figured out who it was. That being said, um, Billy Jensen, who I have my own issues with Billy Jensen, but he put out like a 12 tweet thread about why we shouldn't accept this information as gospel and how he's worked with these people before and the claims they've made have been like not credible. So these people as in who the police? No, it wasn't the police. It was like a 40 person. It was like a 40 person investigative team and they couldn't get people to take them seriously or they couldn't get people to run the DNA testing so they've so they basically just like named the name that they think is the Zodiac killer in hopes that they will do the DNA testing in California on Zodiac cases against this person they did not go about it in the right way so yeah we may have found the Zodiac killer it was way too preemptive to be like, hey, we found him and he was a Vikings fan. I was wondering why it wasn't a bigger deal this week. Um, found this guy or something. It's a group of 40 like retired FBI and crime people who are like, well, we think this is it. So it's not proven yet. News people should not have run those headlines that like Zodiac was found because we don't know that he was found. Yeah. Um, speaking of crime people, we had Alex Moffat playing Mark Zuckerberg, right? And yes. uh, Pete Davidson as not a criminal. MySpace Tom. I'm pretty sure he's a, a good guy. I don't know. Tom from MySpace is pretty... He He's fine. He sold MySpace, he got his coin, and he is, like, doing his own thing now. And good for him. American dream. <laughs> Basically, though... Um, one of the senators asked if the dark web was the same as black Twitter, and I fucking shrieked. And that was... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, and the only other thing I have to say is that we got... <clears throat> God damn it! I'm smoking too much. That's the problem. There were a lot of graphics um, I noticed in this episode. This is just like a bit of a tangent. Um, but, like, the Animorph uh, book cover... <laughs> And all, all the memes, basically. Um, yeah, that one which, particular. Ex- as A.D. Bryant, as Ted Cruz said, excuse me, it's not me, it's Meme. Yeah, <laughs> I really... A.D. Bryant always has to laugh. She really fucking does. Like, I truly thought she was going to leave this off-season, and while I think maybe she probably should have, maybe they're all going to depart at different times this year. I don't know. I'm happy she's still here. She kind of made this episode. Like, she and Kim became besties, I swear. Yeah. Yeah, I like um, their sketches together. And uh, we had Pete Davidson. It was a solo live from New York. It was yeah. That was rare, and they've been doing the group shout lately, and I was happy to see not the group shout. Yeah, and happy that it was Pete. Yeah. Um, and then we went into the monologue, and Kim was wearing this, like, really tight pink suit situation. And Hang on. It was a hot pink, skin-tight, velour jumpsuit. It covered everything. Her boots, her hands. It was, honestly, kind of impressive. It was really cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Could never. She looked off. good all night. She obviously did. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Her role this episode. <laughs> Just talked about how she does, like, work in law now, which I had forgotten about. No, and I mean, honestly, so... When they announced she was going to be the second host, I initially was like, what the fuck? This is Elon Musk all over again. And then it's like, well, she's a reality star. She's a personality. She's an influencer. And that's kind of the, that's kind of like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that she would host SNL. 
And then the more I thought about it, it was like, okay, she's smart. She doesn't really let that on all that often. Not that she doesn't let it on, but, like, it's not what she focuses on. But she's smart and she's funny. And it was like, you know what? Maybe tonight she's just going to kill it. And honestly, we all know the episodes that the bar is through the floor, they're the ones that surprise me the most. So I was like, you know what? This might be trash. That being said, she she might have something to prove and let's fucking see what she does. Maybe she'll laugh at herself and Lord, she laughed at herself. Yeah. And she, it was great. She mentioned OJ. It was, yeah, it was amazing. But yeah, Kim's monologue, my fucking God. She said she's only, you know, normally SNL hosts have movie premieres coming up, and she's only had one pr- movie premiere, and she didn't even know it was going to happen, and they must have slipped her mom's mind. And I'm like, oh, fuck, she's going after her family, and that, like, the sex tape was a coordinated thing. And she's like, yeah, I'm not a gold digger. I don't even know how. I asked my mom's boyfriend, Corey, and it was like, oh, shit. That was when I was like, all right, all bets are off. Let's fucking yeah. go. Let's see what she says next. She said she didn't like Kanye for his personality. It was, it was very honest. I married the... I, I took so many fucking notes this episode because personally, I was embarrassed when we were recording together about like our season two notes. Like I just like scribble shit and you had such detailed notes. I took amazing notes tonight. No, that's just how I am, though. Yeah, but that's what I should be doing, because I always kick myself for having shitty notes. And so I was like, well, what if we don't have shitty notes? What if we just take better notes? We could fix that. That's entirely within my control. So let's take better notes. Um, I just took it because I get too high. I forgot everything. (laughs) I mean, also that, because how many times have I been like, oh, my God, I was sure I was going to remember it. Just, Just... Yeah, she talked about her work to get wrongly accused people out of jail, which, honestly, I am all fucking for, and I hardcore respect her for. Um, she said her father introduced her, or she, her father was how she met her first black person. Want to take a stab in the dark as to who it was? And at that point, the audience was like, oh my fucking god, she's going there. Like, she's making the fucking OJ jokes 25 years later. And then she says that it's weird to remember her first black person, but OJ leaves a mark, or several, or none at all. She still doesn't know. I, yeah, I just, this monologue, I fucking lived for it. Yeah, I was living for the next sketch, which, um, it was framed as playing on Disney Channel, and... They said this is Aladdin in 1992 when Aladdin was still white. And so it was Pete Davidson who was rocking black painted fingernails last night. Um, And Kim was obviously Jasmine. And they're on their like magic carpet ride. And he's talking to her and it becomes clear that he's worried that she's about to or that she's going to break his dick, basically, like, <laughs> if they have sex. I don't really know how else to say it. Um, no, it was, yeah, I said, the quote that I have written down is, my thing might break. Yeah, Pete was really funny in this. I mean, he always is. Um, then we had Cecily Strong and Keenan Thompson come in, and Cecily was Jasmine's sister, whose name also started with a J, and Keenan Thompson was, like, her athlete boyfriend ezekiel elliott from the dallas cowboys which i have him on one of my fantasy teams and i appreciated that joke just saying that i didn't realize it was that layered um yep and then oh the the genie was bowen yang and he comes out and alonzo go yeah i know i said i was gonna set you free but actually can you do this for me instead and he's like, yeah, I know, it's fine. They always say they're going to set me free. And at the end of the day, it's always bigger penis. Which was great. <laughs> it was great. And that was like, I feel like Bon Yang, that and... Well, yeah, that was his one of his only moments on screen this episode? I don't know. I could just be talking yeah, I mean, out of my ass. <laughs> I think he was in one or two others, plus the cut for time. But... Now that we have a cast of 21, I've come to accept that some cast members just really aren't going to be in the show. 
Which, all right, fine, whatever. Like, give the young babies some time. I don't care. And the writers. I was happy to see the writers. Same. A sketch. Yeah, that was, oh my god. I mean, okay, so I have thoughts about this, but it'll be later. Um, Of course. We went into the, we went into our first pre-tape, which was grown-ass women in the club. And I related to this extremely, like, it was, it was fucking real. Um, It was about, well, okay, so again, I was live tweeting last night, so some of the sketches, my notes are impeccable, and some of them, I'm just like, I was chatting, so... Um, it was great. That's fair. I mean, this was basically just a rap song. Yeah. It was Ego and Wodum, Cecily Strong, Punky Johnson, and Kim Kardashian. And it's basically about how they're, like, going to the club, but they're all old, and Kim Kardashian's asleep on the couch. They're talking about how, oh, my God, these heels hurt. I need to put my feet in these buckets of ice. And it's, like, literally, someone commented, like, oh, my God, those heels. That makes my feet hurt looking at them. And I'm like, literally, I saw a pair of heels in my closet the other day, and I straight up laughed out loud, because it was like, oh, fuck no, I'm not wearing those again. Those are uncomfortable. Like, why? Why would I do that? Like, I'm not, if they're not comfortable, I'm not doing it for me, and I'm not going to wear a pair of stilettos for some fucking chad that, you know, I'm not going to fuck anyways. Anyway. Yeah, no, I really appreciated her... Um, paying $500 to Aristotle Atari, who is the, like, I don't know, like, server or whatever at this club for his shoes. And then the camera pans down to her fucking, like, work sneakers. Um, (laughs) That was good. She makes me laugh so much. Yeah, I truly. Ego is, she is veteran level. I cannot wait to see the next few years because with these writers and the newbies on the cast i'm just like let's go baby new era yeah i cannot fucking wait this show had a vibe and i will say like i watched the show and i was talking with people on twitter afterwards and then like after that i'm just like walking around my apartment so i called my mother and there are time zone differences and she's like um why are you still awake? Why are you pacing in circles around your apartment? And it was like, the show was so fucking good. Like, we're entering a new era of SNL. She's like, okay, it's like, you know, five, six in the morning where I am. <laughs> Can we not, maybe, right now? So, yeah, that's how excited I was about this show. Yeah, I was pretty upset to be um, back in my time zone where everything happens so late now. But it is what it is. Honestly, though, isn't it, like, truly, it throws me every time I come back to visit, and I'm just like, oh, no, everything is so dark and so late. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just another reason why you should take your year in blank, and then, you know, move west. (laughs) Um, Literally, it's my mission in life right now. I'm just trying to get everyone I love to move to where I am. It's, I, I'm just like, dude, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Let's all be in the same place. Go on. Valid mission. I just have to be in blank. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. So we had a sketch that was like basically the bachelorette, but it was just called the dream guy. And this had so many different cameos. Um, this episode was really cameo heavy. I realized, um, yeah, so this had... I only knew half of these people. <laughs> Chance Crawford, Tyler Cameron, Blake Griffin. Chase Crawford. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm not being That's what I said, right? No, you said Chance. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's um, okay, you're fine. I was just like, wait, as someone who is a fan of the OG Gossip Girl, like, we're getting the shit right. <laughs> Fair. Um, Blake Griffin, uh, Chris Rock, Amy Schumer, and John Cena. Um, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't know who half of these people were, but I think it was the other half 
of than you. It's like I knew who half of them were, and you knew who half of them were, and it covers it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I would hope there's some overlap with like Chris Rock. Well, yes. Okay, but like, who the fuck is Jesse Williams? And there was like Tyler Crawford. I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, I couldn't tell you either. Okay. Well, that makes me feel slightly better. Um. Yeah, it was just Kim Kardashian picking different men she liked. And then she was like, oh, I don't know if this is allowed, but I actually really bonded with one of the female producers on the show, and it was Amy Schumer. And she presented her with um, a coin, because that's what she did for all of these other contestants. And Amy Schumer said that she accepted it with both of her holes, which made my dad laugh a lot. Um, me too, though. <laughs> Shit, you watched this with your dad? Yeah. Well, okay, so him laughing at that just fills in more of... I I need to meet him at some point. I don't know why I would, but I need to. Um, But, yeah, okay, that that gives a lot of insight. Um, Yeah, the one that lost was Zeke. And that was Kyle Mooney, and he went into the pit, and he paid with his life. <sighs> yeah. I guess that was a sort of Squid Game reference? I don't know. Maybe? I haven't seen Squid Game yet, so... Yeah, even my brother's seen it now. I'm a little bit... <laughs> God damn it, the youth! The youth are killing me! Do you know, the other day I was talking to some youth because my job deals with youth and we were talking about video game consoles and they were like oh a Wii yeah that's a classic console oh my god and I'm like classic that came out when I was in high school and they're like yeah yeah my parents too and I'm like oh no oh oh my god yeah and they're like super excited about a Wii because it's like the Nintendo 64 to them. It's like OG. They were like, oh, it's OG VR. And I'm like, oh god, I feel so fucking old. Anyway. I just used it when I went home with my brother, the Wii, Aww. and um, I played Mario Kart on it. And I think I like, I don't know, I, he has this weird jailbroken Mario Kart, so it has all these like different um really what was i saying oh talking about you were playing Wii with your brother this weekend yeah um one of the the like we one of the i mean one of the maps in this mario kart is like an alice in wonderland themed map and it is so fucking wacky like there's this one part where it's just like the Cheshire cat is floating around and another part where you're driving through a void and there's rainbows and there's the maze and the card guys and everything. Um, Why the fuck isn't that in Mario Kart 8? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I want, I want to play that track. That sounds awesome. It was awesome. My dad hated it though. Ugh. Well, your dad hates a lot of things that we're not going to get into, so... We went into a sketch called The Switch, which was Kim Kardashian and A.D. Bryant. And they basically traded their beings through a clock. Freaky Friday. It was Freaky Friday, and I, I think it was A.D. Bryant that was like, Okay, bitch, let's go! Or something, something like that, I laughed. Kim taking the bar exam and AD was like, wait, what? I left. Yeah, this had, um, I believe it was Chloe and uh, mm-hmm. Chris Jenner were in mm-hmm. this sketch. And they were in another one as well. They were. I think, right? I, at least Chris was. Yeah. They both um, were. Because in the next, yeah, you are correct. We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. basically ended with Chris and AD switching. Yeah, and so instead of Kim and AD switching back, Kim went back to her life, and AD went to Chris. So 
on to the next one. We had the local news, which they were doing the lottery drawings. Kim Kardashian played Shonda. This was weird. This was very fucking weird. Um, I mean, it was funny, but it was also just... I don't know the point. I've never done lottery stuff. I am too poor to do that shit. My money goes towards, you know, rent and utilities and food. Um, I... So, Kim calls the numbers, and then the two newscasters are like, "Mm, I don't think you can call letters. And it gets weirder from there, where it's like three, four thousand blank Milwaukee bucks. At which point, Keenan Thompson is like, yeah, I think one of the balls from the NBA draft made it in there. And I laughed at that. Um, Yeah, it got to the point where... The lottery was screwdriver, mustache, finger, blood. And it cuts, and they're like, okay, well, we're out of time for our third segment, which was Diana Ross. And she looks at her lottery ticket, and she's like, screwdriver, mustache, finger, blood. I win! And that was when the sketch ended. I was so happy to see uh, Diana Ross just randomly in the sketch at the very end um especially because the, the sketch did start to feel a little bit like it was dragging because it was like the same just wacky shit fuck right though like the they could have cut that down too and apparently so the uh the snl standby line podcast obviously got in again because that's what they do um they were saying that there were like four cut there were four cut from dress and one cut for time and the cut for time we saw because they posted it to YouTube, but there were four cut from dress. So, like, what got cut from dress that this made it? Why? Um, yeah. And then Halsey's first musical performance. Um, I am not a woman. I'm a god. And she was wearing this really cool outfit. Yeah, it was, like, robotic, but dance suit and my comment was Jesus how have I not heard this but I blasted it like probably 20 something times today Um, so I've made up I don't know I just I don't know what I was expecting but this wasn't it and I loved it yeah I don't know what I was expecting either, um, but it sounded like Halsey. I mean, this was apparently her fifth per- her fifth performance on Saturday Night Live. Like she, I don't like. Oh shit! I don't. Has she hosted? Maybe she performed Double Duty once. But I saw some tweet today that she was like, "This is my fifth time." And people last night were like, why is Hal- why is Halsey, like, such a regular guest on SNL? And I'm like, well, shit, if this is the stuff she's producing, why not? I mean, yeah, she does stay interesting. Um, my dad did not enjoy it, but hey. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I, I almost said his name, but I don't have the ble- Anyway. <clears throat> I'll find a bleep. Fuck. Seriously, he didn't, he didn't understand it. Well, you know what? He doesn't understand a lot of things, and yeah, when I meet yeah, him, no. it will be an interesting day. We also watched Luca, and he did not get the very subtle uh, homosexual vibes in that You film. don't say. Yeah. Um, oh, we did have his favorite part up next, though. Mine too, though. Okay, it was Beacon Update. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically, literally, like, I called, okay, so I called my mother right after this show, and I'm like, yo, did you see this? She's like, yeah, I hated all of it. And I was like, oh, okay, Jesus, okay. She's like, well, Weekend Update was good. And I'm like, okay, so that's the fucking thing that old people, I'm like, oh my god, she's become one of those, she's like, it was better when we watched it when you were living with me. And that was, you know, like 2000, whatever to 2012-ish was the time that she's referencing. And 
I'm just like, okay, so at a certain point, older people just like Weekend Update for the political commentary. Because none of the sketches landed with her. And it seems like they didn't for your dad either. Yeah. I mean, some of them, like, he did have a really fun time with the um, the one Dream Guy sketch. Um, he just thought it was right. funny, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Weekend Update. Go on. Yeah. I felt like Colin Jost was using... Um, this headline he was reading about Zuckerberg just to insert the fact that he went to Harvard um, for a second there. I mean, yes. I did feel that as well. They didn't technically totally overlap, but Colin Jost also, and I have not read his book yet, which, maybe good, maybe bad. I don't know. Um, But I know he went to Harvard and he was hired on SNL almost right out of Harvard. And he's joked about how, like, oh, this is the only job he's ever had, which is both funny and also like, I don't know if we should be joking about that. Yeah, what the hell? God damn. So, yeah. Um, Michael Che. Oh, no. I can't read my handwriting there. Um, I have no idea what that first... Colin Jost, um, he did this joke about Indigenous Peoples Day being on the same day as Columbus Day, and he went, oh, this just in, they have to move it to a worse day or something like that. Um, And maybe you had made a note that Che sort of made fun of him for this just in. Yeah. Yeah, the weekend weekend update started off very strangely. Uh, it didn't quite flow. Um, something about gluing toys for tots shut. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, that was oh that no. old fuck. What's his name? Um, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Oh, right. It was like he's been picturing. He was pictured here something about watching a gorilla enclosure and he's gonna glue tw- yeah I don't know it was not, it was a joke about Mitch McConnell also I am very high and a tiny bit drunk so you know Whoops. um I unfortunately got a little bit too drunk on Friday night and I'm never drinking again oh, I have decided oh oh you've decided okay this is like the sixth um, time um <laughs> Bitch, please. I'm almost 30, and I've had that thought I don't know how many times, but, like, within the past two months, I'm like, okay, yeah. Maybe we get, like, super drunk twice a year, and the rest of the time we just get, like, mildly tipsy. Like, that's how old. I'm just like, okay, I cannot handle this much alcohol anymore. So, um, anyway... There was a Bill Cosby joke about, um, it was Bill Cosby said R. Kelly was railroaded. There was Alex Moffat as film critic Terry Fink, and he has been microdosing. Oh my god. Yeah, this was great for me to watch, but like, Which, my dad was right there, I couldn't laugh as much as I wanted to. It was pretty funny, I liked this. <laughs> uh, it was so good. And people are like, oh, Terry Fink, the microdosing or the dosing movie critic, he's been on a Weekend Update before, but why hasn't it been so long? And honestly, I couldn't remember the first time because I don't think I thought it was that funny, but last night, holy hell. And maybe that's because the first time I hadn't tripped at that point. So now I've tripped a number of times and I am, uh, you know, I thought it was, it applied. Yes, the entire little segment was amazing, but my favorite line was about Paw Patrol being a Paw Adorable ode to fascism. Paw Adorable. Um, it totally right. is. <laughs> Something about Michael Che, um, he made a joke about it. He's like, oh, Harry Styles finally commented on the meaning of the song Watermelon Sugar and it's about the female orgasm which is a myth and 
I mean, I know he doesn't know that, but I cackled regardless because the delivery was just... Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, And then we had uh, Life Coach Kelly Party, Heidi Gardner, on Weekend Update. Um, Yeah, she... Her theme song was Charlie XCX's I Don't Care, at which point every time Michael Che said something, she'd be like, I don't care, and the song would start playing. And it was like four minutes of her roasting Michael Che. So It just feel awfully long, and I was like, mm-hmm. this is getting really long, and it's been really repetitive. But then... At the very end, I started to find it really funny because I was like, wow, like she's really still fucking doing this. Huh? Right. Like she fucking committed to this bit. And um, there was also a joke about a 96 year old Nazi safely in custody of her grandson. And then Michael Che was like, oh, her grandson is Colin Jost. At which point, Colin Jost just, like, looked at the camera and he's like, oh, Grandma, if you're watching, go to bed. And I screamed. That was great. Um, I'm ready to talk about the people's court. Please do. We need to move this on was... for the weekend update. Yeah. So, I wasn't even entirely sure, but... Kim Kardashian was playing Courtney Kardashian, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just don't know what they look like that well. And I was a little bit confused. Um, and she was also the judge because it was the people's court with a K. And um, I think Chloe was in this and Chloe, Matt Gala Chloe, Kardashian was there. <coughs> Chloe was in this as Kim. And Oh, I meant I meant Chloe. Well, I wrote Chloe Kardashian. Like with a K, you know, not <coughs> Chloe Feynman. <coughs> Who is Chloe Feynman? Who is Chloe Feynman? She's a Scientologist. Oh my God! Oh no! This is gonna get included. It has to. <laughs> I said, okay. I said Chloe, Chloe Kardashian was portraying Kim in this sketch. Oh. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't really catch that. And Heidi, it was like Heidi Gardner was portraying another Kardashian. Chris, it was Chris versus Kendall and Kylie. And Chris was angry that Kendall didn't have drama. And I don't know. Okay, so f- full extent, or full, dis- uh, full extent, nope. Full disclosure. I the pen that I used to take notes for this show started to run out during this episode. So I have done one, two, like three three seasons of SNL with one pen, and the pen started to die. So I can't tell you what some of the words say. Sorry. That's all right. This was a packed sketch cast wise. It had um, like Monkey Day, Chris Red. Pete Davidson, Chloe Feynman. Mikey Day is TB. Who's TB? Travis Barker. That would be the boyfriend of... Courtney Kardashian. Yes. Yeah. And Pete Davidson portrayed Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. And Chloe Feynman was Megan Fox, and they were making out, and it was absolutely hilarious. And again, I'm going through a super Machine Gun Kelly phase right now, so... I that super appealed to me. Uh, Chris Red was Kanye, and it was all right. It was I, I kind of expected yeah. something like this. I expected some sort of joke about Kanye, but this just I don't know. It wasn't really all that funny to me. It was just him. It was basically them reading his old tweets, um, but not in a funny way. No. I saw a tweet earlier that was like, if this writing, if the writing for the people's court had been sharper, it could have been funnier, but meh. I did like the end when Keenan Thompson was OJ and he's like, hey, how come you don't invite me to anything anymore? That was (laughs) good. Uh, Yeah. The 10 to 1 sketch 
was skims for thick dogs. It was just like shapewear for dogs. Yes, and there were real live dogs wearing um, the shapewear, and they were very cute. There was, what was it like a? I didn't even write down what kind of dogs there were. Nope, it's really me annoying. either. I was looking at my notes and I was like, God damn it, why didn't I write down the breeds? Um, there was a cute one that was white and brown and then another cute one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was like, was like one corgi and, and I don't know what else, but it was all right. It was just, I don't know. I expected something like this, so I wasn't totally shocked. I wasn't, I was just like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Wait, oh, I just got, totally confused because i we didn't go over the um please don't destroy (gasps) oh no oh no okay so i was again tweeting during this i live tweet the shows find us at sat night high pod on twitter night is spelled n-i-t-e um but yeah i did not take any notes down for this but holy fuck please don't destroy i know People are like, oh my god, it's the next Lonely Island. And it's like, Kyle has kind of been doing the digital stuff for the past however many years. But Please Don't Destroy is the next big thing. Yeah, this was Ben Marshall, John Higgins, and Martin Herlihy? And it was Herlihy. Herlihy. It was great. He's the one that's the son of Adam Sandler's favorite movie writer. The one that people were like, huh fresh out of nyu <laughs> no writing experience right. but at snl sure um yeah he does have this trio i mean uh, he does have this trio please don't destroy it was about spiked seltzers which i'm here for yeah um the jc penny seltzers the men's section it was great <laughs> It was like belts and ties or something of the sort. I don't know. I just... This sketch hit. I wasn't expecting it, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, it was good. I'm, I was glad to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also had Halsey perform uh, with Lindsay Buckingham. I wrote... I was literally like, Halsey and Lindsay Buckingham in all caps with a bunch of question marks because I was so shocked to see this on my screen truly they again they said his name and i was like okay gelda you're too high you can't hallucinate fleetwood mac members into existence and he was there he was actually there yeah (laughs) he was um my mother had some choice thoughts on this she apparently quote-unquote, always fast-forwards through the musical guests unless I like them. And I'm like, okay, that's a thing. So she had no idea. That is what the ratings say happens sometimes. And I get that. But she calls me. She's like, why was Lindsay Buckingham on stage? It's like, well, if you'd watched the musical performances, you would have understood. Um... Yep, they performed. She's like, Did I say that this song was titled Darling? I didn't even write anything down for this one, so sure. Okay. Yeah. I felt like Halsey was dressed a little bit like an off-brand Stevie Nicks. Low-key, though. Yeah. Like, it was like, okay, I get it, but she could have been a little less subtle. Like, it was kind of like hitting it over the head that she's like, trying to move not that she's trying to move into this generation stevie but like the singing songwriting is there but the outfit was like it could have been like half as much yeah like she knows how to dress i don't know why she thinks mm-hmm. she needs to copy stevie next like that no like she could have half copied stevie and half done her own thing and i would have been like god damn you go girl i mean regardless you go but yeah don't need to go so hard yeah Agreed. Um, We had a cut for time that was posted to YouTube. There were, again, like, four that were cut from dress and only one made cut for time, which was, you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, this was a Costco. Costco meeting. Yeah, and I couldn't tell. Was that 
Sarah Sherman. I think so. Yeah, with um, what's his name? With Kyle Mooney as the Costco sort of people representatives. He he was like the corporate guy, and she was uh, Sarah Sherman was the person like. Not secretary, but, like, I don't know. Um, She was introducing. She's like, okay, this is what's going to bring Costco into the next generation. And she introduces Glitter Revolution, which is Bowen Yang, Kim Kardashian, and A.D. Bryant. And they're all wearing all pink outfits, and it looks amazing. A.D. Bryant had pink hair for this. Um, It's great. Yeah. Um, and as a Costco member, I laughed at this a lot. Very accurate um, songs about Costco so culture. So fucking accurate. Yeah, and they were saying, oh, we sampled Bagel Bites next to a forklift. Truth. Um, they were like, Costco is such a vibe. Uh, Bulk Bitches Only was a point to this and there was also a diss track where they would um well they were just basically putting down costco's competitors very heavily yeah i'm trying to look right now at how i'm ranking these in my mind and it's (laughs) not easy um yeah I was able to, I actually, I studied this for like 12 minutes earlier to compile my no's, meh, and yes. So, I just, it took a bit, but I got there. Yeah, I think I am just about there. I mean, I have, I'll just say it, my note of the night was that lottery ball sketch um it was just it could have been shorter condensed somehow because it was getting really old really fast it really did it like hit the nail on the head six times over um i totally get why that was your nope um my nope of the night was the bachelor knockoff because i don't know i just too many cameos it was too much oh my god this person overwhelming yeah it was like overwhelming having that many people and one sketch all lined up with that was one of them and apparently he's quote-unquote dating kendall jenner i totally thought it was kim kardashian's second husband chris humphreys and then i was like oh no it's just another person that kind of looks like him (laughs) what do you know uh, what was your runner-up? Um, that's where I'm having some trouble, but I think I'm going to say that my runner-up was probably um, just Weekend Update in general. Huh, okay. Weekend Update was pretty good. It, it could have been better, yeah, but it's always it's good. Like, it's, a, it's a staple. <laughs> I mean, I've been watching a lot of Norm MacDonald in the past week, and, like, after that, watching Weekend Update, I'm like, meh. Like, they're good, but Norm really brought it. Um, My runner-up was a tie, because I could not decide, and I had issues with both of them. And so that's why they're not the best, obviously. But I could not decide. My runners-up is a tie between the club pre-tape and the cold open. Oh, wow. Neither of those were on my, like, radar for this. Um, <laughs> well, shit, <laughs> To be honest with you. But <laughs> I, can s- <laughs> I can see why. I mean, yeah, they are pretty, like, good. Like, okay, as someone who's, like, on the brink of 30, the club pre-tape thing really hit. Because, like, two weeks ago, a friend of mine was like, oh, my God, it's Saturday. Let's go dancing. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) You want me to go dancing? You're asking me this at 945 at night? Bitch, I'm in pajamas. Like, yeah. So that really hit with me. And the cold open, I just, I don't know. I appreciated the different impressions. And that was that, so... 
What was your yeah, best? That's fair. Um, my best was the Please Don't Destroy sketch. Really? The okay. Seltz- the, with the seltzers. Yeah. I am very excited to see more quote unquote please don't destroy sketches as people have said, oh, they're the next lonely island or whatever, but I don't care. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, like I'll take three more white guys. <laughs> Jesus. Oh god. I'm not gonna make any comments about white guys right now. Um my best was Kim Kardashian West's monologue. Wow. It was really great. Yep. It was uh it was great and I figured she was gonna go hard, but she went harder than even I thought she would, and it impressed me a lot. She made fun of herself, it was her edgy. family. She made some joke about how she has like the perfect the hair and the face and the figure well she's just you know the perfect picture that her sisters handed to their plastic surgeons and i was just like okay girl let's fucking go this is amazing so that was my best and yeah and she looked great in that outfit oh my god no like i'm pretty sure she does not like women but goddamn kim call me that's it on my end. But yeah, you can find us on all of the major podcast platforms. If we are not on the platform you desire, uh, please let us know. You can also, we have a website, satinahighpod.com, and you can find us at satinahighpod at gmail. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Yes, and we're on social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Reddit at SatNightHypod. Night is spelled N-I-T-E on Twitter. I, I being Gilda, live tweet the episodes, so definitely follow along and interact with us there. We'd love to hear what you have to say. But yeah, until next week, where the host is Rami Malek and the musical guest is I Can't Remember. It's all right, because I also can't remember. We'll be here. There will be an episode on Monday. So until then, I'm Gilda. Happy highs. Happy highs.